0: You have just been invaded by... Hey there, guys. This is DJ Slope from Slopes Game Room, and you're listening to episode 5 of Slopes Cast, recorded live on Twitch on the 22nd of January 2021. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about Scott Pilgrim finally coming back and doing so physically this time. How Taxman's incredible Sonic Mobile ports have returned once again. The new arcade 1 up machine, the new Pokemon Snap game, the new Indiana Jones game, and the fact that the long-awaited Paprium Mega Drive game has actually seen the light of day. And of course, we're going to be chatting about my personal Kickstarter of the week too, which just so happens to be the game, Irena. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in for a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. But right now, let's get on with the show. So, for topic one, it's Scott Pilgrim launching on Limited Run. And actually, it's the most successful Limited Run game release that they've ever done, bar none. We're talking 25,000 units sold within the first 24 hours. Am I going to be getting this? Um, oh, can, I, can I push myself to get that like, 130, 40 quid version? It's so hard. I, I might but- go for the middle ground one.
1: I don't know. With limited run, I'm kind of of the opinion that if, you, if you're if you going to do it, go all the way. And mm-hmm. I think in pounds, it works out to 125. So it's not too bad.
0: Um, I mean, Isn't I it insane, though? 125 pound for a game that was 20 quid.
1: Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it, it's, it's the history behind it. Because, of course, because of the whole thing about it being delisted and, you know, copies of it being downloaded onto an xbox 360 and selling second hand some of those consoles were selling for some mad money and mm-hmm. i think it's a fair price considering what you get and the fact it, this this game has such a story so definitely to go for oh and Stormkeeper is uh suggesting the monkey island collection on limited run i'm looking at that with uh very envious eyes right now i mean it's a f- that is a fair price if I ever saw one. You get, like, three, yeah. free copies of each game, yeah. um, whether it be USB download or the physical disc. And then you get the Guybrush Freepwood statue. I think Limited Runner on the
0: top of their game this time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I... I, uh, I probably will get that expensive one. Uh, I haven't got the biggest love for Monkey Island. Um, otherwise, I would jump all over that as well, which is why I jumped all over the Streets of Rage Run, obviously. Um, behind me, uh, I've got every limited run I've got, which is always the the, the most expensive, uh, biggest limited run to get, uh, except for Luminez. And massive shout out to G to the next level, who's just become a follower literally just become a follower (laughs) over on Twitch. Um, because he is one of the only people I know that actually has the most expensive version of that Luminous box set. I couldn't bring myself to (laughs) um uh spend, I think it was like it was almost like an extra hundred pounds for everything the same, but it's in a massive plastic shell and the the um, it looks like one of the blocks from Lumines that in lights up and stuff like that i got the big cardboard one with the uh, vinyl inside and stuff like that but uh oh, I, I i think i'm going go to go no i think i'm going to go down the middle route rather than the most expensive route because i really wanted to get the um uh, there, were, there was a, there was a Shmup uh, limited edition that recently came out with a uh, a, a mini sega uh, game gear with it and i can't think what that was called now but i really wanted that and that was Plus a hundred pound for plus a hundred pound for a Game Gear game port. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's such a yeah. crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, keep 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 it up. A
1: limited run because uh, I don't know. You'll probably be taking a lot more of my money that uh, if it carries on like this. And oh I'm, yeah. And uh, thanks also for um, you know not making it a limited release and actually just doing an open pre order system, which everyone wants. And I'm yeah. sure that that's the reason it's done so
0: well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the way forward for this sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. Um uh all there is saying that um, you know, they both had to him and his wife had to fork out for that monkey island anthology um and the least alest uh, Alist, Alist, Alist collection as well. Uh, that was one I missed out on. I really wish I got that one. Uh, another beautiful collection. But yes, um top marks to uh limited run for this one because oh well done the, the, the best-selling one they've ever done as well crazy crazy Definitely. moving on to uh our second topic of tonight of six we have taxman's sonic the hedgehog one and two definitive mobile ports which a lot of people class as the very best way to play those games um have finally been dec- decompiled by fans allowing unofficial ps vita and play uh and and pc ports um yes this is uh rather exciting and naughty news (laughs) i've got (laughs) i know peeps in sega and i'm sure um in time some of them will be listening so uh uh, for the record no i will not be trying that out but i'm very excited for it (laughs) um yeah yeah it's
1: not quite naughty because you do need to have access to the original like ports or the the roms i mean yeah i mean everyone should go out and buy these these ports immediately whether you own iphone android
0: or Or your original games right here
1: i mean these ports are fantastic though i mean six you get the full widescreen display you get the ultra smooth gameplay you get all of the the fringe benefits of every good sonic rom hack that you've ever had like you know sonic doing spin dash or tails being actually fully like flying and knuckles being playable in sonic Mm -hmm. one it's 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 absolutely brilliant and it's it's testament to like what this guy did because all he did um to get things up and running was um provide a um (coughs) a proof of concept sonic cd ports
0: yes and then yes. sega
1: took him on and then of course he did these ports and then that led to sonic mania so yeah. this guy's done amazingly well and it's it's such a shame that sega have not officially backed a port of this type for for the consoles or pc because and so fans of course you know in the infinite wisdom and uh their ultimate resource they've they've decided to take the law into their own hands and here we are
0: (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah for sure it's um uh, i mean it was only a matter of time before it happened anyway i I was surprised it hadn't happened i was the the news for me was the fact that it hadn't happened already if i'm honest but um yeah i mean the fans love it love these uh these ports and it's something the hedgehog for christ's sake of course someone's gonna go out there and do it but um I mean, I've been enjoying the uh, the the Sega Ages releases on the Switch myself. I mean, I think oh yeah, good.
1: absolutely. I mean, like the Sega Ages releases are on a, on a different level, if you ask me, because while they don't have the, some of the benefits that these ports do, um, mm-hmm. what they do have is the you know like the first official release of the Mega Play version of Sonic One, which is the for those who don't know, that's the arcade rules where the timer actually counts down. And you have to get through levels as quickly as possible and it's a very more strict life system where of course you're allowed to spend money in the arcade it's Mm -hmm. so interesting and something you just don't see but again like the the taxman ports if you want straight up sonic the hedgehog played as it should have in my opinion always played you know that whole term of being as good as you remember it to be yeah that's what those are to me
0: yeah 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 um and they were up the fact that you know Sonic Free and Knuckles. Yes. If
1: they did that. <laughs> yes, that 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 would be amazing. But what I will say is, if you ever have the opportunity, if you own a Steam copy of Sonic Free and Knuckles, right. and that is the official way to play it, not through like typical ROMs, you yeah, can yeah, download yeah. a mod called Sonic Free Air, which is A I R uh, Angel Island Revisited, and that is by far to me the best way to play Sonic Free and Knuckles. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you get all of the benefits of the traditional soundtrack. Of course, they don't have to, you don't have to worry about licensing and piracy land. Um, Yeah. 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 And then you've also got all of the, the uh, PC versions of the, the, the soundtracks, if that's what you prefer, or you can change the the music for Sonic supersonic. If you get sick of the,
0: I do have a soft spot for the, um, the second soundtrack It's obviously not as good as the one I grew up with. You know, yeah. it's never going to beat that but it's still a good soundtrack <laughs> that original piece that' not the original the um the the one that came after which actual fact was the original when you go back and see the original tapes that um that got leaked uh that, that showed what they were working on that actually sounded more closer to the second one that came out um i still think it's good it's just obviously not as good as you know going through lava reef oh, zone yeah. which is still one of my favorites and oh such an incredible incredible soundtrack but yeah i mean yeah, going back to Sonic 1 and 2, Taxman 1 being uh, done up, um, I think it's pretty uh, safe to say you're going to be seeing uh, a live stream of that one one night, probably in the coming months, whenever, uh, on, on Twitch. Um, so if you want to see that, go and check me out over on Twitch. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's nothing but good news, and fair play to the hackers for getting it done.
1: Hopefully that will kick Sega into gear and make them uh, consider releasing it on uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X. we long nice. overdue. And then bring out Sonic Three and Knuckles for good measure. Come on, guys, you know you, you know you want to. It's, it's you can, well, you can work it
0: out. For me, it's <laughs> just like their most popular, not not their most popular, but like the the, the their very best game. They can't bring out. It's what a oh, world. It's yeah. so crazy, so crazy. But there you go. There you go. Um, good job. Good job, hackers. <laughs> <laughs> moving over to topic number three let's have a ganders at the very next uh arcade one up machine which is killer instinct Woo-wee! the game that um was done sort of to showcase the uh, n64 if i'm not mistaken uh, it's going to also include battle toads that's the arcade version of battle toads am i right
1: yeah, so Killer Instincts, uh, these, these are based on the first two Killer Instincts. The one you're thinking of is Killer Instinct Gold for the N64, which was technically like the third or like an ultimate compendium oh, okay, of the okay. games. But yeah, KI is a great arcade franchise, one of the best beat-em-ups out there. Um, and just to see it in, immortalized in this arcade one-up cabinet, one shows that Microsoft... Does have a bit of a heart and they're able to uh, share their their licenses with other people bearing in mind mm-hmm. this is rareware um but also just to see it immortalized in in the big format again seeing it with that western arcade stick those blue buttons it's brilliant and um i don't know how people feel about arcade one-ups in general i mean i find them a little bit too expensive
0: considering yeah how the i you get. think so i i don't really see I don't know for, for me it's it's hard because I, I always compare them to those quarter arcade machines and quarter arcade machines look good on the shelf and they're collector's pieces as well as giving you that little bit of a buzz when you want to have a quick go on Pac-Man or Gallagher or whatever but these are like enormous and I mean I personally and I've got a game room even with my game room I don't think I have the space and if I did have the space I would either buy an official go back and see if I can get an official pac-man machine or whatever it would be um or because this isn't technically the original killer instinct that came out I would probably buy make a main cabinet and I hate being that person like you know you can just do this or a raspberry pi um but I feel like you're getting so little for your for your for your money for this sort of thing and it's going to take up so much space um uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it, I am. I am not the person that this would be good for. Uh, unless they want to send me one for free, then I'm all about it. I think it's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But you know, <laughs> if, uh, yeah. I, I,
1: I think you have to really like the game, the the flagship title, to really, mm-hmm. to get behind this. And I'm, I can get that for things like Streets of Rage. Uh, sorry, Streets Fighter. The streets of Rage arcade, arcade one up. Yeah, go hit me up, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a Streets, a Street Fighter Two arcade one up completely agree pac-man yeah sure absolutely that's the kind of thing you stick in the corner of your arcade room or your game room and you only play it once or twice every like few months just to show it off to someone who's walking by um but it's it's as much an ornament as it is a gaming experience but yeah. one thing so uh, one of the things i've noticed uh is that they've actually introduced uh, online multiplayer into Killer instincts which is new for arcade one up
0: I uh, Don't know how well yeah. that will
1: perform, but um, it'll be interesting to see see if that, that is thing bizarre, a isn't it? Going that's, on.
0: that's quite interesting.
1: So they call it um, a live Wi-Fi feature. It allows you to take on opponents anywhere. Um, is it a paid this, service? I, I, it doesn't
0: say. <laughs> I'd imagine mm, for the, the expense, fact, y- yeah. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but the fact they're not not saying it makes me think it might be. I'm wondering if they're
1: maybe co licensing with Parsec or something along those lines. I mean, those that or using the emulator Netplay. Um, right. I don't know what it's actually exactly called, um, but there are a lot more cabinets coming from Arcade One Up as well. I've seen a couple of them mentioned in the chat here. So. Yes,
0: the one I'm excited about. What is it? Um, uh, X Men 4 player. Oh, Ring that on. Yeah. That is, I mean, I, I'm not going to get it, but that's cool. That's very cool.
1: I mean, that's that's the sign that a company like Arcade 1-Up has made it right. It's getting those licenses. I oh, mean, Marvel, for sure, for sure. They they released their Marvel versus Capcom arcade machine. They've had X Men, and it's you know Marvel versus Capcom is a licensing trap. Again, it's like Scott Pilgrim where they've got mm-hmm. so many parties at play: Capcom, Disney, Marvel, all of that going on. But mm-hmm. they've managed to like pull it out of the hat, and they've they've released you know a tangible thing which celebrates that franchise and it's a, that's nothing but a good thing but the one i really like the look of was dragons there because <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those ones where i feel like yeah you've got emulated versions
0: i mean it's basically a dvd game and it is isn't it yeah yeah it's um uh, the old mega cd styles isn't it
1: yeah i mean it's on another it's, level
0: of course <laughs>
1: absolutely it's one of those things where you could actually play it on a dvd player Uh, using just the cursor buttons on your remote control you wouldn't be particularly good at it but Mm -hmm. at least you can watch the full dvd if you if you're not good at the game so but seeing it in the arcade format i'm sure it's going to bring back a lot of memories i mean anyone who was around at the time when that game came out and they saw dragons there in the arcade they saw a game which no game looked like that i mean it was a dog move
0: cartoon For sure, sure. I'm. I'm just looking here. The Dragon, Dragon's Lair, Space Ace, as well, which is kind of like the sequel to it. Um, Yeah, that's
1: that's quite funny. because they've they've released a Space Ace arcade cabinet and a Dragon's Lair arcade cabinet, but both of the cabinets have the same games on.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Okay, I was I was unaware of that.
1: Yeah. So it's just their way of saying, right? Okay, for the people who just want Space Ace, you can have that and a couple of Dragon's Lair tiles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, these games are, can be found on most online stores uh, for like a couple of pound each. Um, they're not particularly expensive digitally or even physically in some cases. Sure. Um, but you have to really be a fan of those games to, to get the most out of Arcade 1UP and I think that's where the barrier is. But um, I'm just seeing the Atari 1UP on the screen. I'm a little bit behind on the video, so apologies if people are seeing something <laughs> a bit sooner. But that atari one looks sweet
0: uh it's just a great design and yeah cool. I, 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 if i was uh, going to get one it'd probably be something like the the atari uh one which uh that I, I i went on there to see if it was going to be uh sort of that vectrex sort of graphics but the fact that it's also coming with loads of games makes me think no it's a monitor uh, and inside mm-hmm. there you're going to have um, uh, asteroid centipede major havoc missile command um, uh, Crystal Castles uh, obviously Tempest is the one that it's uh, showcasing, uh, Millipede, Gravatar, uh, I mean these, like you say these are all games, Asteroids Deluxe as well, these are all games that are just going to be allowed um, uh, uh, you can get these pretty much anywhere um, but still I think they'd be brilliant as a, as a proper arcade cabinet, I think they'd be, they'd be really really nice uh, and, I, and, and you, you get to experience those games how they should have been played as well uh, on that sort of thing uh, you can I, never you can never recreate asteroids no. or missile command without using the proper controls
1: yeah i mean if it's got the spinner control then it's halfway there in fact i think i saw that actually yeah the spinner control is very important yeah it does. um but the ones that really excite me when it comes to arcade one up because it shows that they're just r- definitely on the right track mm-hmm. the one that i saw recently was the outrun cabinet with the full sit down um setup and that just makes me think of one particular game which I absolutely love the arcade. And if I could get an original cabinet, I would pay pretty good money for it. And that is Space Harrier.
0: Yeah. If they did
1: a Space Harrier slash Super Thunderblade arcade cab with the proper full on uh, joystick control, I'd be completely in. Mm. And I hope I won't be alone on that one because maybe that'll encourage them to, you know, make it.
0: Oh, <clears throat> oh Space Harrier. That. Dunning, and you you could do like what other ones could you add in there i don't know but my uh, beautiful beautiful yeah fair play to arcade one up like i say i i don't have the room um i would love to have a dedicated room for arcade one up stuff like (laughs) i'm not there yet (laughs) Um, maybe one day, maybe one day. Uh, just uh, just go, just go around to Larry's and see if he could borrow, uh, borrow go on a Larry thing. ain't got the room, I tell you. Larry hasn't got the room for his, <laughs> the, the arcade machines that he has. Yeah, it's just need a new shed. Uh, he, he's got them under tarpaulin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. which is scary, but uh, no, um, yeah they're absolutely stunning i tell you what if i if i ever go down my, my dream one day is to own a holiday home somewhere in the states uh you know like probably one of the big touristy places like florida or somewhere like that and if i do then maybe maybe that's where the arcade one up machine goes uh, which would make more sense because arcade one up love the americans they don't really give much love to the uh to the uk youtuber scene uh, not not that i've seen anyway yeah no that needs to change yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see but yeah, there you go. Nice holiday home. Maybe I'll get it in a holiday home. that would be cool. Come on, we're going to Disney now. One more game, one more game on Tempest. One more game. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, fair play to Arcade One Up for uh, continuing to just get all of these licenses. And I mean, I don't really hear any negativity, but you know, behind the you know the stuff they do,
1: they just seem to be improving like with every release, and that's mm. only a good sign.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Fair play to Arcade One Up. Good job, guys. Good job. Moving over to our topic uh, number four, I believe it is. Is it four? Yeah, let's go for number four. Let's talk about the only Nintendo 64 game that I... Is it the only N64 game that I've ever completed on the system? I mean, I've completed Mario 64 and stuff like that, but I completed that when it was on the uh, DS, when it had the stupid name. Let me try and think of it. Was it Mario 64 DS? Super Mario 64 DS. I think that's what it was called. Stupid Yeah, a mouthful, that one. Yeah. um, The only game I've ever completed on a a Nintendo 64, and the only game I ever bought brand new as well, was Pokemon Snap. So I'm actually genuinely excited. uh, And the only Pokemon game I've ever completed as well. (laughs) A lot of firsts. Um, A new Pokemon Snap. Um, Yeah, based on the N64 series. This is obviously uh, new news, but... um, i haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, and I'm excited for it. So I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> and <laughs> so, I know you're excited for it as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah. So when when we were selecting articles for uh, for this for this podcast, I was a bit worried about this one because um, for those in the chat who might not know, um, Dan isn't the biggest fan of the N64. So I was just no. I was really. Su- And neither is he the biggest fan of Pokemon. But the good thing about Pokemon Snap is it kind of like takes away both of those barriers and just gives you that really enjoyable rail shooter experience. But you're also just kind of on Safari. I am super into this because when, when I met my wife, the first thing we sat down and played together as a video game was just Pokemon Snap on the N64. And we just repeatedly played it. And I think we've played it once a year ever since then. Yeah. So just to know that it's going to be expanded with four more, four times more Pokemon. It's going to have a whole boatload of new arenas, and I'm I'm really hoping that they kind of recreate the old ones too, just for that bit of nostalgic flair. I just hope they just keep expanding on this because
0: we've been waiting a long time for uh. This this shouldn't have taken this long to become a franchise. I mean, we'll see. It might not actually do that well, but I'm guessing it will. It's called Pokemon. Um, yeah. you know, no. I'm sure it will do fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, the impression, but, um, I, the impression yeah. I get, sorry, is the, the impression I get is that they kind of didn't do it because when Pokemon Snap first came out, that was around the time Pokemon was at its boom. So they were just throwing everything at wall and seeing what mm-hmm. stuck. But what people, what they thought people wanted to see was Pokemon in 3D, just kind of, you know, being these like marvelous creatures, but also somewhat realistic. And that's, what Pokemon Stat was really good showing Pokemon in the natural environments, but um, it,
0: gives, it gives you that collecting vibe behind it as well, which I know is what, what Pokemon's all about. But even I, uh, I remember I, I, I got quite into mainly because I and, and then use my sisters as the leverage to do it. But I, I got really into collecting the cards, I never fucking played a game of Pokemon in my life, card based wise. <laughs> but I, I helped uh, collect them and I got quite into doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Pfft fair play i mean this is this i'm excited for it i've i've, I've pre-ordered it <laughs> this is totally not a game i would ever pre-order but it's uh, like, yeah, i'm excited
1: it's like a game they only created because they wanted to show off 3d pokemon models for the first time and mm-hmm. they they thought right that's no longer special because now every pokemon game is 3d but then yeah, maybe the, the, out, the outcry was so loud that they decided to go with it so yeah fully in
0: yeah it's exciting do you think they're gonna do it analog uh the analog controller is it going to be motion controlled with the with the switch i think
1: they might go for both i really hope that they don't make it just motion control because i think that's the one thing that would ruin it for me i'd be like a star mm. fox zero situation yeah really, really. yeah
0: sure that's a, that's a good comparison absolutely gtnx They're always very excited for this too he's hyped for this um yeah it's, it's cool it's going to be the only Pokemon game I'll buy until they make Pokemon Snap 3. But oh, even if they do make Pokemon Snap free, they've still got the second one called New Pokemon Snap. Worst thing about this is its name. <laughs> it's, I hate that it, new thing that they add to that Nintendo love to add on <laughs> things. Like, If you played New Super Mario Brothers Wii, that game that came out, what, 15 years ago now? It didn't oh. feel so
1: new back then either. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like Nintendo has this awful habit of... Um, essentially going for reboots of classic titles but not committing to it so they don't want to call it super mario brothers again they don't want to call it pokemon snap again they just want to say oh it's the new one and it's just come on guys just 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 figure it out call it pokemon snap Two. call it pokemon snap um new horizons or you know like like they did with animal crossing or just just figure out anything other than new but i suppose it sends a message when it is new just not so much when you're looking at, um, can you imagine like in 15 years time when we're on Pokemon Snap 5, hopefully, and then we're going back and going, right, okay, uh, so which which Pokemon games do you like the most? Oh, I like new Pokemon Snap. Oh, the new one that came out in 2028. No, I mean the one that, uh, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> it's just, the, it gets annoying. I think Without a doubt, though, the worst naming that Nintendo ever done completely beats the fact that they released a console called a Wii. Uh, beats the fact that the you know they keep adding new to the front of old games now. But when they re-released the um, uh, the original NES Mario games for the Game Boy Advance, uh, but the Game Boy Advance numbering was one step ahead than the actual numbering of the game. As an example. Super Mario Brothers 3, when they released that on the, on the Game Boy Advance, its full title was Super Mario Advance 4 Super Mario Brothers 3. And it's just like, what? You absolute morons! Why did you do that? It's, it's so funny. It's so, so funny. <laughs> it's like, um... Yoshi's Island like, Super Mario Advance 3. <laughs>
1: which is also Super Mario World 2. or well, um, And you've got the Super Mario Land 3, which is Wario Land 1. And yeah it just gets it's
0: just crazy i don't know why they do that just just commit to something so and- complicated imagine like even like you know my mom well, even my wife thinking about it if, my, if, if i wasn't into gaming and i can imagine my son trying to explain to my wife who knows who mario is and you know she's not exactly completely uh, unaware of that world but trying to explain to a parent like even someone that's in the know can you go and buy me super mario Advance, super mario brothers 3 <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I it, what it just makes me think of all of those parents that went out going to look for the Xbox X for Christmas and uh Oh yeah
0: I hate what Xbox did
1: with that. I hate that. And, oh yeah. Like um it's a good thing I, I, I watched like E3 commentary and what have you 'cause if if I was a if I was a parent and I was just um you know in the situation where I just did not know about gaming, that would be <laughs> such a conundrum right now, and that, chances are you would probably end up buying the wrong thing, and I can only yeah. imagine that being the case for for Nintendo games in in this day and age. But you know, it is True. what it is. It's one of those nitpicks that i'm for us, I'm sure. But
0: you know, I don't think it is a nitpick, and at the same time, much. I'm so glad they do it because I just think it's so absurdly weird. It's it, I i love the obscurity of it, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario. Well, Super Mario Advance too It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, it's so silly. Anyway, uh, that's a thing. And uh, yeah, I think we're both very excited for uh, the new Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon Snap. Besides the name, it's, they, they, they've got to do quite a lot to mess this up. Let's um, this, this hope uh, they don't, because I think it's actually going to be pretty good. And that's coming from someone that is not a Pokemon fan. So good job, guys. Good job. Moving over to the uh, fifth topic. This is exciting for us uh, old geezers that used to watch films growing up in the 80s and 90s, all that sort of stuff. There's a new Indiana Jones game coming out, and uh, none other than Bethesda are at the helm making it. Now, obviously, there isn't really much to go on, uh, pretty much just a teaser trailer, and all the teaser trailer is, is just a scan of um, uh, Indiana Jones' desk. It looks, uh, I I, I was going to say it looks very uncharted, how they did their um, teasers, but uncharted is just a rip off of <laughs> indiana jones in the first place and you know that's nothing but a good thing on both parts um but uh i mean yeah it, again more great news there's an indiana jones game coming out and there's a pretty reputable company behind it doing that thing uh got much to add to this i don't think there's anyone i've ever met who's
1: watched the first three indiana jones games and uh f- sorry movies and mm. didn't like them um, yeah there's a lot to love about the franchise, and surprisingly, the video game series, like since, since the start of Indiana Jones, has got a surprisingly good track record. I mean, you've got the, the LucasArts point-and-click titles, which were fantastic, like Fate of Atlantis, um, really set, like, um, set the bar for like licensed titles back in the day. But also you had that amazing SNES game, which was made by the same guys who did the Super Star Wars series. Um I think it's called Indiana Jones Greatest Adventures, but it was just a fantastic side scroller um had factor fives like music and proper industrial light and magic sound effects um i I got high hopes for this one, and yeah. uh i icing on the cake for me is that it's being made by machine games under right. Bethesda, who make the Wolfenstein series, so oh, okay, I think, I think we can guess like where this is gonna go and because machine games have only ever made games about killing nazis so it's it's it sounds indiana jones to the core for me and it looks like we're going to rome based on that ticket on the on the desk i just noticed that so
0: yeah. um I, i'll say something that's probably going to upset quite a few people i've always been more of a fan of indiana jones than star wars um as a kid i'm, I'm trying to push myself to be more of a star wars fan nowadays now that disney own it and I'm obsessed with going to the theme parks and there's no way I can go to the theme parks and not have Star Wars thrown in my face uh, moving forward. <laughs> uh, they're still not in the main parade, so I'm okay with that. I, I don't want Stormtroopers walking down the main parade behind Mickey Mouse. we are not, not there yet. Uh, when that happens, then I will be outside of a banner upset. But um, I, I'm trying to push myself to be more of a Star Wars fan. But I've always, always, always been an Indiana Jones fan. I've always loved those movies. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was chatting to you on the lead up to this. I remember watched 4th. Indiana Jones movie, the one that oh, it should be talked about. I remember <laughs> watching it in the cinema thinking that was all right. And then coming out and then just seeing nothing but hatred in the reviews. And I'm like, oh, oh, did I miss something? Um, and obviously I obviously didn't think it was anywhere near the quality of the original trilogy, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And um, I have never watched it since. So uh, I'm still in the mindset that it was all right. <laughs> I mean, that's,
1: that's the kind of experience you get with the likes of like Phantom Menace, Kingdom of the Crim-
0: Christmas. Sure, uh, sure, Christmas sure. Girl. Christmas skull, yeah. Christmas Let's skull. let that, that would have been a better film, probably.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure everyone felt that way. So I go, yeah, it's all right. Um, no, it's it's a new Indiana Jones. I mean, I, I do remember thinking, thinking back
0: after reading the reviews, like, no, actually, the the fridge bit was freaking stupid. <laughs> what was that about? I tell you Going what, those spec frid-
1: fridges. I bet they had a few sales that year, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, are nice. I they? Those fridges,
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I, good. Fridge. I've got I've got high hopes. Um, I mean, it's good. Got good de- development pedigree. It's got a great license behind it. I
0: mm-hmm. know the
1: license game thing is usually uh, a sign of disaster waiting to happen. But as I say, Indiana Jones has had a good track record. I can
0: only hope it continues. Sure, definitely. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's see what comes out. Um machine games obviously with the wolfenstein i'm not the biggest follower of wolfenstein games i know what they are obviously uh are we are you thinking this is going to be a first person indiana jones game i'm hoping it's not i'm okay if it is but i'm hoping it's not i do not want to whip things in first person shooter mode
1: i think it would be a bit of a crime if they did make it a first person shooter but mm-hmm. you know those, those guys can easily turn themselves turn their hand to a third person and i reckon the approach will be like a Tomb Raider, you know, modern Tomb Raider. Oh, not,
0: wow. Can you imagine? Tomb
1: Raider. I mean, it's worked for a Indiana uh, Indiana Jones in the past, being like yeah. a Tomb Raider-type game. So bringing it into that new Tomb Raider style would, would cement it, I think.
0: Just think of it like that. It's like Tomb Raider. I, I, even when I played Tomb Raider, like number one, that Christmas, I got Tomb Raider and Die Hard Trilogy together. And I remember playing Tomb Raider and thinking, oh, wow, this is like a, she's sort of like a female Indiana Jones. And yeah. then, and then uh, Uncharted come out and basically done, done it Jones. so yeah. much better. Uh, and then Tomb Raider came out again and copied Uncharted. And then you've got these two properties battling out for to be the best video game, Indiana Jones. And they're both winning, really. The new Indiana, the new Tomb Raider games and all of the Uncharted games, even the one on the Vita, are all f- amazing games. They're like some of the best. Uncharted 4 was like a. Seriously memorable game to play, uh, and all of them actually leading up to that. The first I remember, I remember playing them for the first time and have, getting those big jaw dropping moments. And the same things happening with the new um, newer Tomb Raider games. Um, and now that you've got an Indiana Jones coming out by a, repu- a reputable company, if if they even. Imagine it. Imagine if they get to the standard of an uncharted game. This is this exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. I just hope they have. I'm, I'm putting my hopes way too high, but it's it's exciting. I mean,
1: exciting. that's that's what they're up against, isn't it? I mean, there's so mm. many games that come out and said, right, well, if you're not going to make this game, uh, <laughs> then we'll we'll make Indiana Jones. But in this in this case, it's a woman, or we're going to make it um so that it's Nathan Drake who pretends to be like uh, Sir Francis Drake's like ancestor. Mm. But I think what will turn the tide and it's definitely not being confirmed yet but what will turn the tide for me just just on namesake alone is uh one factor and that's harrison ford will he voice
0: indiana jones we will see um, he's got it really surely
1: i mean he's it depends to. on how much money he needs i mean he was one of the highest paid actors at one point wasn't he he was overtaken he was. by someone who was it
0: arnie uh, i don't know <laughs> it
1: was an it wasn't arnie it was yeah But anyway, he was one of the highest paid Hollywood actors and he he regained that title when he came back for Star Wars. And I think maybe this is just his way of saying, right, okay, let's uh, let's, let's extend that lead a bit, shall we?
0: Who who owns Indiana Jones? I mean, did Disney have a hand in Indiana Jones? I don't know if he obviously bought Star Wars, but... It's like um it's partially owned well, it's partially
1: like created by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, isn't it? So Yeah yeah it's under the LucasArts title, uh, or Lucasfilm title, but it's not owned by Disney, I think. Right, right, okay. So yeah, Disney just owns Star Wars or the, the rights to Star Wars. And then who does who is the studio behind it? Like the the, the publisher?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I'm not sure moving on uh to our sixth uh topic our sixth and final topic before we talk about kickstarter uh well actually no this was um sort of crowdfunded in the sense that even though it wasn't on uh crowdfunding sites like kickstarter and indiegogo correct me if i'm wrong in that but they technically took the money stupidly long before it came out so it still was kind of crowdfunded paprium or paprium however you want to say it i'm pretty sure it's paprium um has finally come out it's something that a lot of people just wasn't expecting to happen it was one of the big whoa moments along with things like the atari vcs like really is this a thing actually going to happen and it did it's happened um and uh i do not own it um i do not have a mega drive connected to a tv easily in fact i bought myself the mega sg and in fact paprium does not work on a mega sg so i'm kind of not interested in getting it for that because of that exact reason um it's an incredibly strange release but um i think we always knew that was going to be the case leading up to it anyway uh it was going to be like the most powerful mega drive game ever released and um it's here it's actually come out so
1: this this game <clears throat> had history. I mean, the game started yeah. being uh, developed back in 2012 by um, and Games and um, th- the general consensus is that it was being sold too early, so they put it up on uh, pre-order platforms and I feel I got a bit of um, I got a sense of guilt with this one because I remember seeing it for the first time and I was thinking holy crap, this is a Streets of Rage game coming from the guys who made um, yeah And I was like, people should be getting on this straight away. So I sent a few links out. I know a few people bought from those links as well. Ooh, and yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. and then there was like almost four years of utter silence or just complete dismissal from Watermelon Games. And it's just so odd. But um, all of a sudden, you know, after those four years, and again, there's loads of things that happened in between, suddenly people started getting shipping notifications. The game had arrived. Yeah, yeah. And- i mean there's there's a few things like wrong with it as as uh as you mentioned the uh the game doesn't work on certain models of mega drive or the, yeah. the analog mega mega sg <clears throat> but it, it exists i mean we're, we're watching footage of it right now um whether it's worth the money is another thing but i think people are just amazed that it actually is a thing
0: yeah it's uh it's bizarre so my understanding was that they um they they messed up showing it too early showing it very incomplete getting a lot of negativity on the lead up and then because of that they decided to and probably a good thing but they sh- they decided too late um that they were just going to okay let's shut up and they did and they just didn't make a sound for years it made people like a bit more conspiracy theory based on it you know oh, is this ever going to come out and you know i was one of them like really is this game ever going to come out there was um incredible videos on it um steaker st1ka did a really long running um a three or four videos long uh, looking into like what's actually going on with paprium but well for what, whatever it, you know that, that they kept silent and it has actually arrived um it's an incredibly expensive mega drive cart to get um we're talking uh upwards of uh, 100 pounds uh you're looking about 150 60 quid maybe a little bit more for a boxed copy am i about yeah that right, about, it's
1: about 200 dollars for like um because there's a, like an early bird version mm-hmm. which has the cardboard sleeve, or you got the standard cut for about 150 dollars either way this is like a very custom chip um, majorly The reason why it took so long, I'm guessing, is because not only did they need to make the game, they had to make the the cartridge it actually went on. Mm -hmm. It it broke the 64-megabit cartridge barrier, went up to 84 bits. So there's some serious hardware under the hood uh, for a retro game, and you can kind of excuse some incompatibilities here and there. It's just a shame that the the PR was such a stink. I mean, so bad that I'm just looking at a thread on... um, Sixteen uh, Sega Sixteen forums, sure, five hundred pages long just on this game.
0: Mm. So, it's, um, it gives
1: you the impression that something wasn't quite right.
0: And uh, looking at reviews of this, have you seen many people actually talk about whether they think it's actually good or not? I think, yeah, it's people are saying it's all right. Um, That's the impression I'm getting. It's an incredibly, I, I'm getting average. That's what I'm getting.
1: Yeah, it's I've, again, it's just like one of those situations where they're going. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a side scrolling beat 'em up. It's not quite Streets of Rage, but it's not quite Final Fight streetwise. It's just um it's just good and it's good that it exists and you know I'm not sure if we're happy that we spent all of this money and you know the guy benefited from inflation over the past 8 years, but hey, we've got it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's 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 bizarre. I mean, uh, I've, I have if Streets of Rage four wasn't a thing, <laughs> and we were still waiting for that that to one day happen, uh, I think it would have helped him. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. But um, yeah. Um, I I I actually don't like the look of it. Um, I mean, it, it looks smooth and everything, but I don't actually like the the neon purple look. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of that. But um, I mean, that's just personal taste.
1: I'm fine with that. But what I'm seeing on
0: the screen right now is it seems like
1: what you would see if you... Um, do you remember the like Ultimate Sega collection on the Xbox 360? And it had Streets of Rage on there and you had sprites moving. Yeah. So everything kind of looked like it'd been, I don't know, processed through a filter, played on a composite TV mm-hmm. and therefore not very nice. It looks like that to me, like, throughout. But yeah. art-star-wise, I'm into it. I'm not sure about all of the bodybuilders, but I'm sure some people <laughs> really like that so i'm not gonna say no
0: it's one of those things i mean like i'm i'm i am a collector of mega drive um uh games i've got maybe like 100 mega drive games on my shelf next to me but uh i i I, i've gone past the route of just buying a crazy amount of games for the sake of owning them um I, i i i actually got rid of almost all my filler several years ago and uh, it was a great, great, it was a great choice for me because I ended up like when I would do, I, I always remember when I did the complete history of Echo the Dolphin, I decided I'd go out and buy Echo the Dolphin. And I'm like, oh, I better get that because I want to do a complete history on it. Um, and it's important to own that, that particular game. And I bought it. And then when I actually got it, I realized I owned it three times uh, already <laughs> <laughs> as incomplete then. Easily and I was like, done, okay, right? so, yeah. So I, I've just gone past that route of just buying games over and over for the sake of just owning them. I, I'm very, uh, very much in the case of buying good games because I want to play good games retro or not and in actual fact um this doesn't look this looks a lot worse than the majority of good 2d beat em ups of which of which we're in a bit of a resurgence of at the moment you yeah. um, know uh obviously streets of rage four is playing that earlier on, on the stream tonight but um uh, River City girls fight and rage has just been dropped on by um, limited run games bloody good game that is there's some there's some fantastic uh um brawler games like this and this looks quite low down the list in yeah. gameplay um it'd be nice to have but i'm not that bothered about it if i'm honest
1: i think i'll wait until it turns up to turns up as a download because they need to get some funds back or they, they release a PS4 copy or didn't they release like um, a modern console version of PS Solera at one
0: point? You know, I don't know. I know they did it for like Dreamcast and stuff and that's, uh, then I'll be a bit more interested in it because it'll be a lot more accessible to me. Hmm. But again, and also just to make it, you know, I I, I would be buying a game to have on a shelf because I'm, I, I'll, I'll plug up my Mega Drive to play it a couple of times, but my go-to way of playing a Mega Drive is through the Mega SG. Uh, and this doesn't, yeah doesn't work in it so i i'd hardly ever play this the the most expensive mega drive game i own (laughs) so just i'd much rather spend that money on getting a gunstar heroes physical copy or something like that you know
1: (laughs) yeah definitely
0: definitely Mm. there you go you're just spending your money wisely it's just it's not for me fair play to get it out i've said that a lot tonight fair play for actually getting it out um and doing the right thing of actually shutting up But um,
1: by no means an easy thing to do, releasing a game like a retro game. I mean, people take it for granted because they see loads of like ROM hacks and reproduction out there. But when to actually create something like this, get it out distributed worldwide, that takes a lot. And it does. But, you know, this I feel like the the guys kind of took the mick a bit. So they do deserve a lot of the stick they're getting. Um, But either way, hey, it exists
0: it does indeed exist as does let me see if I can get the link for this here we go as does the final thing that we're going to be talking about today which is another mega drive game and this one I'm actually quite excited about so as you guys know um actually maybe you don't know maybe you're a podcast listener oh let's turn down this volume and maybe you're a podcast listener and you have not um uh, seen my channel i am a big 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 follower of kickstarters more on the bad side of things but I do follow Kickstarters and I do follow a lot of good stuff. And this definitely looks like one of the good ones. There is a brand new Mega Drive game coming out, which looks a lot more, um, uh, what's the word? It's a lot more, uh, tolerable. <laughs> it's a lot more, uh, it's, it's going to get done. Put it that way. We've got a shmup, a game called Irena, Irena Genesis, Metal Fury. Um, definitely taking cues from what, what games would you say? A bit of Thunder Force in there, stuff like that. Yeah. A bit of
1: Thunder Force, a bit of our type. I mean, like, when it comes to making retro games, I mean, space shooters are pretty much the, uh, the go-to for anything. But I've got to say, the art style on this is quite impressive. I love yeah, that skull nice. coming out of the wall, for example. It reminds me a lot of uh, another shmup called uh, Truxton, if you remember yes. that one. Yeah, yeah oh.
0: Truxton, Truxton, yeah. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what it's called in Japan. It's got a bit a different name. Um, oh, most definitely. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it's called because that's one of my, it's on my want list. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this looks good. And it's a lot more reasonably priced. I think it's like 60 pounds for a, um, or whatever the equivalent is to 60 pounds or 60 euros actually. Uh, so you can, oh no, 45 euros for the cartridge, but then you're looking around 60 when you want to get like the, the nice armored core version with the uh, uh, the lovely uh, box art and all that sort of stuff added with it, which I'm sure everyone here would probably go for that option. Um, oh, very few left actually. I better jump on that. So um, yeah, I mean, a new shmup for the mega drive, and it looks pretty damn good. It needed a thirty five thousand um uh, euro target, and it beat that so far it's got nineteen days to go. Six hundred and twenty backers have got it to forty one thousand five hundred and twenty two so it's definitely hit its target. I'm not sure if we've got any uh stretch goals on here um, no well, of it. um but um I've, yeah, gone
1: quite significantly um I mean, like, just want to point out like when when we do Kickstarter links on the podcast, it, it's not necessarily a recommendation because the problem is with Kickstarter is you never know how it's going to end up and um, yeah, yeah. that's, it's a, it's a real problem, but uh, it is quite good that they've released a demo and that's available on the Kickstarter itself.
0: It's a huge um, deal. So many yeah. people dodge that, uh, you know, they want to get it out there and just start, start going after they've got the funds, but these guys have actually put the legwork in and got a playable demo ready to go um that's that's a big deal big 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 deal definitely
1: no it looks it looks like a solid title um oh. i love the i love that they, they're keeping it almost quite conservative um mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot to like and it does seem like there's potentially i know those are just the tiers of the things it's not stretch goals no it looks impressive i like the art style i like the fact that it's a, it's a new mega drive title being built
0: mm-hmm. um, i mean what's not to like is there? yeah it's nice stuff it's nice stuff so good luck to them because um more mega drive games are always good but uh I, without trying to sound too nasty uh a lot of the games you get for old systems are very uh, easy to make is not the right word because obviously obviously it's not the case but they um they they they're quite lackluster in their gameplay uh, every so often you do get an absolute gem come out xeno crisis is the perfect example oh, of yeah. a game that like if that game came out 20 years ago it would be one of the most expensive games to get and the most sought after it'd be at the top of most people's top 100 lists um and uh, you know that's not the case because it's come out several years later but it's one of the greatest soundtracks for that system as well it's everything about xeno crisis is unbelievably good um and um, i'm hoping that this even just touches on some of some of that (laughs) so um good job to these guys so far it looks brilliant the fact that there's a demo on there that's fantastic uh great job great job hopefully we'll see another cave port at some point (laughs) yeah yeah, i I, I I wouldn't be surprised i I bet they've already got in touch with them brilliant i bet they've already got in touch with i don't know that i do speak to them but i don't know that but uh i'm gonna ask now because you've uh, put that in my head (laughs) (laughs) definitely gonna be asking but uh i mean i'm just looking at this gameplay footage over and over it genuinely looks so nice so so good well excited I'm actually going to back this right now uh, I, I'm not getting paid for them by, the, by them guys I'm genuinely going to go back this right now um, and it looks better than Paprium. I'll tell you that no. Thanks for listening guys to Slopescast episode 5 recorded on January 21st 2021. As always a massive thanks goes out to Grizzly Cryden for co-hosting this episode with me and if you guys want to be part of the very next episode then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. The very next episode will be recorded live on January 28th 2021 at 10 p.m uk time on my twitch channel that's at twitch.tv forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time